Podcast. I'm Maureen. And I'm Kai. Thank you so much for listening to our new chat podcast. This is something that we're going to try out for the next few weeks and we're going to invite guests to have a discussion on the various topics, the newest trend, maybe share some recommendations and hopefully mm-hmm, you guys will support us in our weekly podcast or fortnightly lah, I don't know. <laughs> okay, today we are very happy to have our good friend with us, Mr. Kenneth Cole. He's the owner of Earn Sushi and Captain K Seafood Tower. Hi everyone, I'm Kenneth here. I'd like to thank Maureen and Chang Kai for inviting me to their first podcast here. So maybe Kenneth, you can begin by giving a brief introduction about yourself, like your background, what you used to be doing, and how you got yourself into this trouble. Oh, <laughs> oh trouble? Oh, some <laughs> trouble? Getting yourself into like the F&B industry. Okay, so actually by nature, I'm a marine chief engineer for 10 years. I've been sailing around the world during that 10 years. Until 2016, where I uh, took a leap of faith in FMB and started my first FMB venture with Captain K Seafood Tower in 2016. Then followed by 2018, I started Earn Sushi. So that's the reason why it's called Captain La? Yes, that's why it's called Captain. It's associated with sea. So I can't think of a, a proper name. I think something catchy, short. Captain K is something easy for everyone. Oh, so you drive Titanic like that? No, 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 no. That's the captain's job. I work in the engine room. on the back end. <laughs> captain. Oh, yes. Why you decided to be back, backside inchi? I, I like to see customers coming to like, uh, having my restaurant to eat and live happily. You know, I like to serve people good food. I always find that it's a joy to me to have customers coming to a restaurant eat and live. You are probably one of the first in Singapore to come up with this tier seafood layers. Hot pot, steam wok, what do you call it, right? Uh, it basically is a seafood tower. Oh. So, how it happened is uh, when I was sailing, I traveled around the world. So, I tried different seafood, you know, when I was in Spain, you know, having the tapas kind. Then, uh, I also tried in China, having uh, the mala, etc. So, background, I mean, myself, I'm a Teochew. I just realized at the end of the day, steamed food still bring out the original flavor. I was outstationed in Korea for a month. So when I was in Busan, I saw this concept, one of the small little stores there. Ew, so, what kind of concept? So the one that you see, the seafood tower oh. where they have live seafood that they pick, then into a pot, and after that they just steam it and you enjoy with their sauce layer by layer down. So once I bring to Singapore, I had to tweet it to suit the local flavor. Meaning that below is I try to have different types of soup base to steam it up. Then after that, you eat tier by tier. The lastly is the uh, pot of soup where all the seafood goodness go in. Then after that, you can have end off with a Korean ramen, some shop, and all. So yeah. being someone who travels a lot, why do you pick this particular dish? Like you must have also tasted a lot of other different kind of cuisine. And uh, why seafood tower? Is it because it's very simple, just steam and forget kind of stuff? Or? Uh, it looks simple on the outside, but actually behind the kitchen when we cook it is there's a lot of layering. You doesn't just put it there and steam. We have to shuffle the seafood uh, tier by tier until we get it well done. Okay, so there's a order how you should place your seafood is. Am I right to say so? Like the first layer, it has to be clam and then followed by prawn, etc. etc. Yes, correct. It's like because we do serve uh, the Arctic tier, which mm. is the three tier, followed by the Antarctic 
which is the five tier. Atlantic. Then after that, I purposely name this because it's uh part of the ocean. Oh, you know? right. So it's easier for people to relate, like better than having the numbers. So Arctic, Antarctic. It's Arctic, Antarctic, Atlantic, and Pacific. What? <laughs> Repeat, Kai. Arctic, Antarctic, Atlantic, and Pacific. Yeah. <laughs> Just to share a little bit more, Pacific Ocean is the biggest ocean, so that's why uh, having an idea. We didn't we remove the numbers is because we don't want everyone to be like when you choose an idea means. Is for eight people to eat, but actually it depends on uh, what you want to eat. You can just order uh, from there. Okay. We have actually been to the restaurant quite a couple of times, and it's always wow, jaga papa papa kind, and still there's still a lot of remaining. So and I really like the soup base because we had I think we had ami stew, and then we had the porridge one. Is it still available? Yes, it's still okay. available. <laughs> and then we I think we the most memorable one was the lobster. Then got oyster. Yes, we still have, but just to share a little bit more, we are kind of going to do a rebranding of oh, Captain K. Into mm. what? Into more like a seafood market kind. Mm. Meaning that we also introduce dishes like uh, uh, local favorite like chili crab, pepper crab. Then also having it's more like an Asian fusion now. Meaning that you know uh, some sauces very popular like mentaiko, mm. you know like cheese. So we have mentaiko cheese. Lobsters mm. and uh, scallops, etc. And also something new is like it's something like also like Fremantle Market, and also it's a like a combination fusion of different style. So people can pick the seafood that they want to have, and then uh, have you all prepared in the way that they want. Uh, like whether it's chili crab or black pepper. Yes. Hey, what if I don't eat seafood? Uh, how? Don't worry, we still have like uh, pasta, we still have meat and all. Oh. Yeah, meat selection and all. When is the revamp going to be? We have already started but we are going by phase by phase. And as of now, the current situation of the COVID virus has affected a lot of logistics from China and being around. Mm. So a lot of delays have happened. Speaking of COVID virus, has it affected your business? Uh, definitely. Definitely affects. Uh, Here you guys, the sign. I'm very honest, it goes <laughs> at least 30%. Everyone, I guess, it's uh, taking precaution to stay away from crowded places. Mm. You know? But now, no, nobody in the restaurant, uh, so not crowded. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch! Ouch! So now you have like 30% lesser people there. <laughs> and it's one of the safest places you can go to right now. End of podcast, we're done so well. So then, during this period, what are some of the steps you have taken to sort of like help the business, you know, or attract new customers into your place? Aside try a little bit, actually what I did right is I removed all the steeple. That means I saying that I steeple my because of this virus case, right? People are very afraid to share. to share food. Uh. Even yes, you can cook the virus dies or whatever, but they worry when they go and take the saw something. Someone uh, speed or something cross contaminate. By any chance, this steamboat will make a comeback when this whole situation has. Uh, I can't tell. Settle down. I can't tell because every day the situation is evolving. Mm-hmm. More and more cases. Now, even like you can see sanitizers, even toilet rolls are up for grabs. Okay, so I guess it's also a way for you to cut costs because you do not have to purchase your steamboat items and you uh, will somehow reduce your costs. Uh. Uh, for the steamboat items, I, I'm still selling, but I'm, I'm for moving forward, I'm really going to shrink down. 
uh, yeah, meaning that instead of selling a wide range, I coming more of a pento set. You know, having a pento set, it will help. That means I can control the flavor of the soup, having certain ingredients. For example, you put pechai, it sweetens the soup. Instead uh. of putting tang o, which it kills the flavor. If you are tang o fan, you will love it. If not, pento set for something like a fixed set, meaning that oh. maybe have our fish paste. Uh, it's like uh, more or less custom our own so that when you put into the soup it will make the soup flavorful to something that we want our customer to enjoy. experience yes. hey, do you do deliveries ah? this is an option that we're also exploring mm. once we having more kind of like a seafood market i think it's doable mm. like, because i mean to be honest i've spoken to a lot of fmb owners now a lot of them like you lah there's a drop in their sales some of them even up to 70 percent so they're always looking at different alternatives on how they can attract more customers. I mean, people don't want to go out, ma. So then, you know, we have to find a way to bring the food to their home, somehow or other. I agree. Mm. But for example, for my seafood tower, so hard, it's very seafood, difficult eh? for me yeah. to bring the entire pot. So it's really the experience to eat it while it's hot is important. If not, seafood bringing it home is cold really, mm. then I, I guess you don't enjoy as much as eating in-house. Mm. Then for un sushi, sashimi, I guess is always good to have the chef right in front of you cut and or make the piece of sushi right in front of you and have it but the sushi got bento la uh, yes we do take away okay. so we are with grab food delivery mm. so i guess if having this proximity kind of delivery is okay it's three kilometers within un sushi i guess the freshness is still there mm. uh, we are at bugis besides bugis plus middle road and to go all the way to bunle i i won't take such risk Mm, of course lah. I mean, you know, the most important thing is still the quality and the freshness lah. Yes. And then I realized that recently you are undergoing some renovation at your restaurant. Yes. So what is going to happen? So currently, the first level is Captain K. So I did a small little conversion to convert the current Captain K bar into an upcoming yogurt store. Yogurt? Yes. Oh. So different there. Eh. One Japanese bento, then Korean seafood tower, then now yogurt. Yogurt is Australian one, right? Yes. Oh, so that's a little very international there. Eh. No, there's a little bit small story behind it. This yogurt is more to do with my sister. You know, my sister is a person who likes yoga and is into healthy food. So she likes to make her own yogurt at home and make it into a drink. Wait, wait, wait. Your sister like yogurt or yoga? Both. <laughs> so like yoga and also eat yogurt. Yes. Yeah. So she's more on the healthy, uh, taking the healthy path. So so she just asked me say, hey, I think my yogurt that I make is really good, and I think I want to share it with everyone. So I say, why not? I kind of try to fulfill her dream to make everyone can enjoy her dream that she created. Ayo, this is because Thank so, you. So with so many brands out there, how do you differentiate yourself? Like, what's so special about the yogurt drink that your sister made? We do our own yogurt, meaning that we use Australian fresh milk every day to ferment our own yogurt. Difficult eh? It's more kind of like a handcrafted yogurt drink. Our signature is a pistachio yogurt drink. We also have greens like purple rice, oats. Uh. When we come to uh, fruits-wise, we have peach, we have kiwi, we have dragon fruit, we had strawberry. Okay, that, that sounds really healthy for me. So people can actually drink that instead of eating. It right? can be also like a, a meal replacement. Yes, it's a meal replacer. Oh. Huh, then like that, will people go to your 
Japanese food. <laughs> I just get one yogurt drink can already. Uh, five six dollars. Settle my meal. Then your bento how? I I I think it's all different target audience. I mean, Earn Sushi has its own target audience. So this Heyo one is something different. I guess it's a more a takeaway handcrafted drink. It's a healthy drink. So this Hey Yogurt is called Hey Yo. Yes, it's called okay. Hey Yo. Ayo, it's such a H A Y O lah. Yes, H A Y. Oh, Hayo. Hayo. <laughs> but I pronounce it as Hey Yo. Hey Yo. Hey Yo. So yeah, really take note lah for those health conscious listener, and if you really want to try out Kenneth's creation. When is that happening? Um, we are current renovating, and uh, you can find us at uh, Middle Road. Mid March. Mid March. Mid March. Stay tuned. Mid March. So, okay, now that uh, you have shared with us about your venture, your future plans, uh, maybe you can also share with us like what are the challenges that you have faced, like the, the most memorable one over the past four years in F&B industry? Mm, experience. Like the most memorable one. I think the most memorable one Was that a crisis, whatever? I yeah. just felt that I have no F&B background. So to convert from a marine engineer to an F&B, I call it a restaurant I thought it was easy, but unfortunately it's not. I have to learn everything from the basic meaning, from being a service staff, welcoming customer, to serving the food, cleaning the table, doing the cashiering, back end, washing. I thought everything was easy, but uh, it isn't. It has been the last five years, 2016 till now, it has been a really steep learning curve that I have. And in between, I did fell down, whether is it uh, friendship, you did love life, family. I think during these five years, what made me realize is that your family members won't abandon you. And also... Don't cry. No, I'm not crying. <laughs> it's just, I, I have a lot of flashbacks. I, I'm not crying. Okay, I, I'm quite strong. Quite. <laughs> <laughs> so like with all the, like, the difficulties that you have faced during these four years, have you like, ever thought of giving up? Like, yeah, I just go back to my chief engineer job and then, you know, heck care all this. Uh, like, you know, every time I tell you, you got the guts eh, to do it. But I salute you also because you can sustain for so long. If you ask me, do I regret? I regret. Ayyo. But since I'm in it, I have to make the best out of it. Someone did ask me this question. He asked, Kenneth, do you have a backup plan or do you have an exit route? I just tell him straight, say, I don't have a choice. I will just continue to move forward. If there's no route, I will puff it out myself. That's the spirit. Just move. Uh, no choice. Bopian, right? <laughs> yes. But it's good. I mean, that pushes you forward. And instead of, you know, finding always finding a way to exit, you don't have a choice. And this is the only route. Then just go for it. Yes, I'm trying my best. <laughs> Hope everyone can support. Soon <laughs> 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 you, you know F&B is sometimes it's just like preparing food managing people uh, providing a service to your customers are there any innovation in your business like oh there are certain things that you do to attract more customers or like to shorten to have more productivity okay let's let, let me start a little bit on innovation innovation wise uh, I think everyone is very exposed to social media and all we have always seen uh, different kind of things happening uh, on the internet just like uh, as of recent i think i guess about a few months ago we have the beer ramen on Earn sushi i don't know you guys have seen it or not yes beer ramen that doesn't taste like beer and it's not beer basically it's just so with 
what are the soya so, soya bubbles? No, it's it's actually we put the ramen in the beer mug, mm. and then uh, it's actually it's a ramen soup, but it's a cold kind. Mm. And then what you see, the foam is actually egg foam. It's not the real beer. Mm. So it gives uh, people an impression. It's just like having a beer ramen kind of feel. Mm. Mm. So I, I, it just happened very instantaneously where I saw the video. Then I, uh, I share it with the sushi team. And the next moment, next day when I go to work, they say, Hey boss, I prepare a beer ramen for you. They say, we just do it for fun. I say, why do it for fun? This sounds that it's a business opportunity. So immediately I went to grab all the raw materials and all to make it happen. So within two weeks, we launched it and we got a good response. I say it is not our signature, but I, I guess it's a way to bring crowd into Earn Sushi. So that's the, the part on innovation, I guess. Yeah. And what I learned, starting F&B, I realized that it's important to have a good team to work with you. Team meaning from the back end, we're the admin, it means your accountant and all, to having a marketeer and to have you handle your artwork, Facebook, etc. Also to having uh, strong managers to run the show and also not forgetting the head chef to, uh, hold, the the helm, to hold the helm of the kitchen. And end of the day, I think I'm the link to every department. I have to make every department tick-tock, tick-tock move together. Mm. I think as with all businesses, it's always like that. You know, from the start, even for Miss Tamcha, I always think that one-man show, I can do everything. But after doing it for a few years, then you realise that, hey, actually, some of the things you really have to just let go and just trust the people, trust the people with the correct skills to help you to achieve what you want. If not, you know, just like what you say, Law, it's very hard to move on if you don't have a correct team. And it's very hard for you to even think or strategize if there's nobody behind to help you with it. Yes. So I guess teamwork is important lah. Yeah, I, I totally agree. If not, I wouldn't have start from Captain K to earn sushi and moving to the new yogurt drink store. Come on, you're doing <laughs> okay, so uh, before we end off the interview, uh, if there's a piece of advice that you want to give to our listeners, is have they are having thoughts of jumping into the F&B industry, what would it be? Just one piece of advice in a single sentence. Don't ever do it now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what like that? Oh, how can you food to eat already, you know. You know why or not? Because now rental is so high. <laughs> Workers' levy is so high. This one must tell the government <laughs> how to survive. This one is uh, all the ministers uh, must say so note. If I ever, ever have a choice to turn back time, I would rather be a doctor or I would do, go into education sector. I because know. I feel that it's an evergreen. I thought just 10 minutes ago you were saying passionate possible. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I say I regret that if I have a choice uh. to turn back time, I will go in this. If not, I will go back and sail. Okay, thank you, Kenna. <laughs> Thank you, Kenneth, for joining us on this episode of podcast. Maureen has also something new to share with all our listeners. So, yes. Yep, so if you are very scared to go out, sorry, uh, Captain K, <laughs> but if you're very scared to go out, you just want to order delivery for residents in Tampines and Pasiris, you can go to Grab Food or Food Panda and look for our virtual restaurant called Jack Local, Jack C H I A K, Local, L O C A L to order some of the food 
for you to enjoy it at home. So we have it in set meals of one, two or four packs. And we have it in Chinese, Malay, Indian and Indonesian food. So this is our new venture. Please check it out on GrabFood, Foodpanda or Dining at Tampines Food Co. Okay. And with that, thank you so much. Thank to, you for listening. Yep, thank so, you so much. Um, stay tuned for our next episode of uh, podcast. The Chuck Podcast. And if you have any feedback, please let us know and we'll try to improve along the way. Thanks guys. Thank you Kenneth for being our guinea pig. Thank you Maury and Chuang Kai. Thank you everyone. Bye.